this bonus edition special podcast is called Do Inconsistencies in Recording Mary's Conception and the Birth of Jesus Disprove that Jesus was Born and that Jesus is the Son of God? You may have heard people trying to confuse Christians by telling them that the Bible is full of inconsistencies, which they call lies, and they claim this disproves that Jesus is the Son of God. But is that really true? I will do very thorough research on this topic using the New King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJB. And I will also use internet resources as needed. Often the Bible has both the words he and him in the same Bible verse. I will put who is talking and who is spoken to within brackets for clarity if it isn't apparent by the text. Additionally, I will put my analysis, evaluations, comments, opinions, and conclusions within brackets as well and try to let you know when I am sharing this, this information with you. Since this research project covers a wide range of information and analysis, some may want to read the research analysis or share it with others who might benefit. You can find this research project posted either on at either of these two blog sites I felt led to create. Biblical proof at https colon double backslash biblical proof b-i-b-l-i-c-a-l-p-r-o-o-f dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com. And it'll also be found on Do Biblical Inconsistencies Really Matter? at https colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies b i b l i c a l i n c o n s i s t e n c i e s dot blogspot b l o g s p o t dot com. I will share all the related passages first, then I will ask questions within brackets to analyze specific portions of these passages in order to evaluate for any inconsistencies. I will copy and paste the portions of the passages together that relate to the question to make the analysis more focused and then share my conclusions within brackets after analyzing them. Matthew 1, 1 through 17 says, the book of genealogy, of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab got Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. You have to know, I might pronounce these things wrong. I'm just giving it my best shot. Um, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David king, the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who hath been the wife of Uriah. And they're talking about Bathsheba. Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah. Abijah begot Asa, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joran, and Joran begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, Ahaz begot Hezekiah, Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot, begot Amon, Amon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jeconiah, and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon, and after they were brought to 
to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, and Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begot Abiad, Abiad begot Eliakim, Eliakim begot Azor, Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Asham, Asham begot Iliad, Iliad begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathan, Mathan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. Matthew 1, 18 through 25 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you marry your lot wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name jesus for he will save his people from all their sins so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which is translated god with us and i wrote because there was a footnote and in my Bible, it says that's from Isaiah 7, 14. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Matthew 2, 1 through 23 says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Um... When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophet, that you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And I have within brackets that's fulfilling the prophecy in, Michael, in Micah 5.2. And I had a footnote that told where that came from. When Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determining from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, and they is the wise men. They departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he, which is Joseph, arose, he took the young child and his mother, which is Mary, by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son, and I have within brackets fulfilling the prophecy of Hosea 11.1. 1. I have another footnote. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel sweeping, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. I have within brackets fulfilling the prophecy in Jeremiah 31, 15. I have another footnote. Now when Jared, when, when, blah, sorry. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. But when he, which is Joseph, heard that Achaeus, Archelaus, I think that's more how you pronounce it, was reigning over Judea instead of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he, Joseph, which is Joseph, turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Within brackets, I have fulfilling the prophecy in Isaiah 43, verse 3. That I had another footnote. Okay, within brackets, I have, although the Gospel of Mark says little about Jesus' birth, these Bible verses are pertinent in my opinion. Okay, Mark 1, 1 says, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mark 1, um, 9 through 11 goes on to say, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John, and that's speaking of John the Baptist, in the Jordan, and that's the Jordan River. And immediately coming from the water, he saw the heaven parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Luke 1, 26 through 56 says now in the sixth month of elizabeth oh in the sixth month i have within brackets of elizabeth john the baptist's mother's pregnancy okay the angel gabriel was sent by god to a city of galilee named nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was joseph of the house of david the virgin's name was mary and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she, which is Mary, saw him, which is the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. 
and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. The Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she, which is Elizabeth, spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is it? Is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for you. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of these things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. For behold, from gener is on those who fear him from generation to generation, for he has shown strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of his heart, and he has put down the mighty from their thrones, and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months, and returned to her house. Luke 2, 1 through 40 goes on to say, and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place, first took place in Quirinius. I don't know. The best I can do. Was oh, when, while Quirinius was governing Syria. Quirinius must be a king, a ruler. So all went to be registered, everyone in his own city. Joseph was also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he, which is Joseph, was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same night, uh, same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them to, into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Beth. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, which is Jesus, baby Jesus, they made widely known the same which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. When eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, which is Jesus, his name was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to him, baby Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just, just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would see death before he had he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, which is Simeon, took him, which is Jesus, up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and Gloria and the glory of your people Israel and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother behold this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which is spoken against yes a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow, I read that twice, sorry, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all the all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Within brackets, I have. The Apostle John doesn't say much about the birth of Jesus and is very poetic in his description of Jesus. 
John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. John 1, 12 through 14 goes on to say, But as many as received him, which is Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, which is Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Within brackets I have, and looking at all these passages and being prayerful about them, I realize that I have a whole different type of research project this time. In the past, the vast majority of my biblical research projects have been based around the gospel writers and whether they were or weren't there to give eyewitness testimony or had testimony from other witnesses. Also, writing style came into play in those research projects because some gospel writers write with more detail and some with less detail. Some will only add additional information to add clarity to what has already been adequately recorded. Some Sometimes, still within brackets, sometimes not all of the gospel writers would be there at, at a particular event or situation because Luke 9, verse 1 through 2 says, Then he, which is Jesus, called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He, which is Jesus, sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So it would be unreasonable to expect all of the disciples to always be with Jesus at any given time, since there may be in different communities sharing the word of God and healing people. Still within brackets, none of these will be helpful in analyzing the related Bible passages about Mary's conception and the birth of Jesus, because the gospel writers wouldn't have been there to be eyewitnesses or wouldn't have talked to witnesses. In fact, they may not have even been born yet. Also within brackets, what is really significant in analyzing these passages comes from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, which says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That really is the way that the gospel writers would know how Jesus was conceived through the Holy Spirit and, and the uh, angels speaking to Mary and the angels speaking to Joseph and so on. Again, within brackets, with that said, not every one of the gospel writers shared the same information about Mary's conception and the birth of Jesus. In fact, the gospels of Mark and John share very little. After being prayerful about this and reading these passages several times, what came to mind is that God is all-knowing. He knew what information needed to be shared by the gospel writers and whether it needed to be repeated by all of them, which it wasn't. It appears to me that God has it like a puzzle of sorts, with some gospel writers writing about some aspects of this topic and some another. It's like each of the gospel writers had a different piece of the puzzle to share. I'm going to try to replay my research results 
in as close to chronological order as I can and to relay it. I didn't mean to say replay it. Um, so it all falls into place within brackets. And it appears in analyzing this that possibly God wanted the Apostle John to share the connection of Jesus, which John calls the word with God. I, don't know I had that parenthetical, but I wanted to say that, that the Apostle John wants to share the connection of Jesus with God from the beginning prior to his birth to Mary. John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Within brackets, in my opinion, God wanted the Apostle Mark to reinforce that Jesus is truly the Son of God, and then he shared Mark 1, 1, which says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So within brackets, these two Bible passages are significant, although brief, because they reinforce that Jesus is the Son of God and didn't just appear on the scene when he was born to the Virgin Mary. Jesus existed with God from the beginning. He was there at the creation and was a part of all creation. Pretty significant if you ask me. So although neither of these two Gospels mention Jesus' conception and birth, it's amazingly significant that they let us know who Jesus is, the Son of God, with God, and in God from the very beginning. Very beginning. Within brackets, I have the Gospel of Luke 1, 26 through 56, falls into place as a piece of the puzzle because it explains how the angel approached Mary how she conceived Jesus and went to see her cousin who was pregnant with John the Baptist. Luke 1, 26 through 56 says, Now in the sixth month, and I have within brackets of Elizabeth John the Baptist's mother's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent to God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to, virgin, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she, which is Mary, saw him, which is the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born is to be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for who, her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. 
Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for you. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. And he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her, which is Elizabeth, about three months and returned to her house. Within brackets, I have this important piece of the puzzle is that God has recorded in Matthew to show that he kept his promise that Jesus was born of the lineage of David. Matthew 1, 1 through 17 says, and again, forgive my pronunciations. The book of the genealogy of Jesus the Christ the son of David. It's of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Sorry about the miswording. The son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah and, and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Amminadab. Amminadab begot Nashon. And Nashon begot Salmon, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah, and that was Bathsheba. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joran, and Joran begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Ammon, Ammon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Sheliatil, and Sheliatil begot Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel begot Abiad, Abiad begot Eliakim, Eliakim begot Azor, Azor begot Sadak, Sadak begot Achim, Achim begot Iliad, Iliad begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Matan, Matan, Matan begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. 
So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, from David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. I have within brackets. The next piece of the puzzle is found in the Gospel of Matthew 1, 18 through 25, except for the last sentence of verse 25, which hasn't happened yet. Matthew 1, 18, 25, half of 25. Set. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And they have within brackets from Isaiah 7, 14 from a footnote. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. Within brackets, the next puzzle piece is Luke 2, 1 through 7, which explains why Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem, even though she was so close to delivery, and why Jesus was born in an inn. Luke 2, 7 through 1, Luke 2, verse one through, verses 1 through 7 says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he, which is Joseph, was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Within brackets I have, this is when the last part of Matthew 1.25 comes into play when Joseph names the baby Jesus. Matthew 1, half, half of verse 25 says, and he called his name Jesus. So that's when Joseph Call them Jesus. Within brackets, the next puzzle piece is in Luke 2, 8 through 20, which tells about an angel of the Lord coming to the shepherds and telling them of the birth of Jesus. Not only do the shepherds go to Bethlehem and see the baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, as the angel said, but they are eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ. It was really swaddling cloths. I just wrote it close. Um, but they are eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who had been born in such humble surroundings. Luke 2, 8 through 20 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all things that had, they had heard and seen as it was told them. Within brackets. Actually, this is a two-pronged puzzle piece because two things were going on at once. When the star appeared when Jesus was born and the angels spoke to the shepherds about Jesus' birth, the star was also there to guide the wise men to Jesus. So they were following the star but had stopped in to inquire of Herod first. Matthew 2, 1 through 10 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, which is the, the uh, wise men, where the Christ was to be born. So they, the wise men or magi, said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written by the prophets. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And I have within brackets, that's fulfilling the prophecy in Micah 5, 2. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to, the Beth, to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. When you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. I need to clarify something because... As a researcher, I want to be as accurate as possible. When Herod asked of someone where the child, where the king was going to be born, he talked to the chief priests and the scribes and found out. And then he called the wise men to them, to him to determine um, what time the star had appeared. I just realized this as I was reading it to you and that I had said it wrong. And... And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceeding, with exceedingly great joy. The next part of the puzzle is when Simeon, oh, this is when the, within brackets, is with 
Simeon and Anna are also witnesses of the Lord Christ when Mary and Joseph take him to be circumcised eight days after his birth. And this is happening while the wise men or magi are coming, following that star, coming to see the baby Jesus, our Savior. So these things are happening concurrently. Luke 2, 21 through 29 says, And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her, of her, which is Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came, he, Simeon, came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He, Simeon, took him, which is Jesus, up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people, Israel, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken to him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, the sword will pierce through your own soul also, soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him all those who spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all these things, according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Within brackets, I checked on the internet to get an idea of how old Jesus was when the wise men came to see him. I found different things, but this made the most sense. So and I was careful about this, and this is what I chose to put in here. Found this information on neverthirsty.org n-e-v-e-r-t-h-i-r-s-t-y dot org and the topic i looked up was how old was jesus when the wise men uh, saw jesus magi find jesus in a house is the topic the gospel of matthew tells us that later some magi from the east arrive in jerusalem asking where they where would the king of the jews be born and it has in parentheses Matthew 2, 1 through 3. The Roman governor, Herod the Great, asked the Jewish chief priests and scribes where he would be born. After the Jewish chief priests and scribes searched the scriptures, they told Herod and the Magi 
the Christ would be born in Bethlehem. That's Matthew 2, verses 4 through 8. Consequently, this is still what I found on the website. Consequently, the Magi followed the light in the sky. It led them to the city of Bethlehem and to the place where Jesus was with his parents. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They also have verse 11 states that Jesus is living in a house. This reveals that Jesus' parents had moved to a house contrary to popular nativity scenes and paintings. Christ was now living in a house. When the Magi visited him, his parents had moved from the location of the manger to his house. There were no shepherds or angels when the Magi stopped to worship him and give him gifts. Verses 13 through 14 states that the Magi left and Joseph was warned in a dream to take his family to Egypt. It is difficult to know how much time had elapsed between the Magi's arrival in Jerusalem and their visit to the house. But it is highly unlikely that the event happened quickly. This is an aside, but what they said is partially true. It isn't that Joseph and Mary went to live in the inn. They stopped at the inn so she could have birth, and they stayed there through the eight-plus days, you know, because they took Jesus to be circumcised eight days after. And anyway, so, but when the Magi came, the wise men came to see him, they had gone to live in the house. And, and if God could have uh, a star in the sky bright over the manger, the star could also have gone over where Jesus, the star was where Jesus was. So where Jesus was, where the wise, it, the star was there also to lead the wise men to him. So that was over the house. Anyway, it just little picky things, but being a researcher, I like to have accuracy as best I can. Within brackets, I have this leads to the next piece of the puzzle where the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph after the wise men see Jesus and is warned to take Jesus and Mary to Egypt until the angel brings Joseph word that it is safe to return. Matthew 2, 13 through 23 says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he, which is Joseph, arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, out of Egypt, I call my son. Within brackets, I have fulfilling the prophecy in Hosea 11.1. 1. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all, dis all its districts, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because there are, are no more. They are no more. And within brackets, fulfilling the prophecy in Jeremiah 31 through 15, if you know this came from Putna. From when Herod was dead, behold, an angel 
Now, when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. But when he, which is Joseph, heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he, which is Joseph, turned aside into the region of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in the city of Nazareth. Then it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Within brackets, I have fulfilling the prophecy in Isaiah 40, verse 3. Also within brackets, I have, although the Gospels of Mark and John have very little to say about the conception and birth of Jesus, what they did say in the first chapters of each is still very significant in my opinion. Also within brackets, the Gospel of Mark starts out talking about how it was prophesied in the Old Testament that God would send his messenger, John the Baptist, to prepare the way of the Lord, which leads to telling about Jesus's ministry after the following passage. Although the information about Jesus' ministry isn't included in this research topic scope of analysis, I did want to conclude with what the Apostle John recorded about Jesus in John 1, 12 through 14. Mark 1, 9 through 11 says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. And immediately coming from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Within brackets, that's, Proof that Jesus is the Son of God. I mean, if you have God's voice booming from heaven saying this, that corroborates it, and there were people around that heard it. So that's why I included that. John 1, 12 through 14 says that as many as received him, which is Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believed in his name, who were not born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word, which is Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Within brackets, therefore, don't let people confuse you, saying the Bible is full of inconsistencies and lies, which disprove Jesus is the Son of God. You have intelligent minds. You know when they are trying to lead you from the truth. Follow the truth, which is Jesus. Christ, our Lord and Savior. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time, where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.